you guys, it's the Connection Podcast. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Connection Podcast, where in just under an hour we're going to dive into the Bible and come full circle with God and His Word. Word. What's up? What it do? Yeah. All right. Um, hey, real quick, I want to I want to start plugging this at the beginning. If you guys uh, could do us a huge favor and just keep listening, uh, because we really appreciate it, and just tagging us on your stories and sharing this with friends and just um, you know. Not for our own sake, but just to keep spreading the gospel and to keep other people like closer to God. So, yeah. you know, we appreciate you guys what you've already done with sharing everything and tagging us and um, share us with your friends. Yeah, I mean, all that kind of stuff. Keep sharing us. Just keep telling people about it. Word of mouth spreads quickly. So, but again, thank you guys so much for always listening and tuning in every single week. Um, I mean, I don't even think we talked about this before, but like, even when we stopped the podcast at the end of last year. People were still listening to it. We had that like an crazy. additional 300 people listen to it. In different countries. In different countries. Like we're now in, I think we hit Saudi Arabia. We've hit Finland. Like it's insane. Like Canada, Australia, like. Hey, take it to Guatemala. Woo-hoo, Guatemala. <laughs> so again, a huge shout out and, uh, to all of you for just supporting us and continue to do this. Thanks, so. guys. All right. We're going to dive into this episode because. Oh, here oh, we go. Lord. <laughs> it's going to be challenging. Um, precursor through all of this, this is a topic that is very theologically heavy. Um, we are by no means expert experts in this, but we just, it had been on our mind. We've talked about it before as a group. Um, this whole notion about predestination and what it is and who the heck John Calvin was what? and what all of this stuff means and what it means to be a Christian in today. Uh, in today's society. So um, there's, again, just bear with us through this episode. It might just be uh, brain busting or something, but we're going to do our best to just, (laughs) no, seriously, it is just, it's like a brain, brain buster (laughs) because it's a, it's a complicated um, topic topic. Yeah. And we'll just, you guys will hear. Everybody has their own opinions. Just remember none of this is like, the final word. Right. This is right. just all is our not, opinions yeah. from our experiences. So even before we started recording this, we were talking about it and like starting to get like heated about like different questions and stuff. And it's yeah. like, okay, how, how do we do this? So I think we're going to have a part two when it comes to this episode. We ha- like need to and have somebody who is very experienced in all of this uh, come in and, and talk. So got some, some degrees. And even then, and even then this topic has been one for the ages. And nobody has came to a conclusion. That's right. But it's a good one. Well, I have. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have too. Okay. Woo! So let's jump. Predestination. Ooh. Where does it come from? It comes from a guy named John Calvin, or some of you might have heard of Calvinism. <gasps> they actually teach that in school. Like I learned about this when I was in um, high school, actually. An English class. English Calvinism? class. <laughs> English class. Yeah. Because it was, I think. We what? read we read some sort of closer to me? uh like story or something, but this whole idea of him coming up with predestination came about because John Calvin was a um a French Protestant reformer. He was part of the the, the Protestant Re- Reformation. Um he's again a French theologian, a pastor and a reformer. French so theologian? French. He's a French guy. Say no more, I don't want to that wasn't French. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Sorry. I only listen to English theologians. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to read this definition of what 
predestination is for any anybody who doesn't know what it is or if you need a refresher. So predestination is a doctrine in Calvinism dealing with the question of the control that God exercises over the world. In the words of the Westminster Confession of Faith, God, quote-unquote, freely and unchangeably ordained whatsoever comes to pass. I mean, God is in control and he has ordained everything, right? The second use of the word predestination applies to this applies this to salvation and refers to the belief that God appointed the eternal destiny of some to salvation by grace, while leaving the remainder to receive eternal damnation for all their sins, even their original sin. Hold up. What? <laughs> Say that line one more time. The last part? Yeah. So the second use, so the first word, the first use of the word predestination is that God is in control um, over everything in the world, right? Everything that has a purpose, like God is in control of that. He has ordained it from the beginning of time. It's done, it's set, right? God's in control of all that. The second use um, applies to what we have now from Jesus is salvation. And so it refers to the belief that God appointed the eternal destiny or he appointed our, our future, our eternal future of some people to salvation by grace, right? Jesus came, gave us grace. So God has appointed some people to salvation, right? Those who will be in heaven at the end, while leaving the remainder to receive eternal damnation for all their sins, even their original sin. So what the, the conflict and the, the, the hot topic of this issue is that basically says that God appointed some people to be saved. And he knows who, who those people are. Mm-hmm. The other side says God appointed the other people to be condemned to, to hell forever. Right? Yeah. And I remember in my English class, I, I raised a question. I was like, so what's the point of even having faith? What's the point of even yeah. trying to get, like, to receive faith? And that's one of the things is like, well, if this is all set out before any of us knew about it, what's the point of us even having a relationship with God? Yeah. And so that's kind of the big discussion point about this. Um, and so, you know, you, people might be wondering too, like, well, okay, well, we have the new Testament now. Well, the new Testament says some stuff in it as well. Let me read this from Ephesians one, uh, sorry, Ephesians chapter one, verses three to six. And then we'll get into this and I'm going to let Matt and easy go at it because they have talked about this quite a bit before. So Ephesians one, uh, verses three to six, and it says, praise be to God and praise be to the God and father of our Lord, Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. This sounds just like what we talked about. Uh, Verse six, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. All right. So I'm going to open it up. We're going to talk about this and see what happens. So, right, so he, I mean, verse four, again, says, he chose us in him before the creation of the world. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. So, Matt, what are your thoughts? Because you're going to Hillsong College right now. You're going through this kind of theological stuff. What do you think, man? Give us your thoughts, initial thoughts on predestination. Well, actually, get that mic. Well, man, uh, yeah, I haven't, we haven't gone to this subject yet. I that's think okay. that's our second year. Um, shout out to uh, one of my favorite theologians, Duncan, Duncan Corby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But uh, my okay. I'll start with my opinion. I guess I don't believe in that everything is predestined. Okay. I believe that salvation was predestined. That Jesus was predestined, and that you we mean, get. You mean that Jesus was predestined to die? Yeah, to die, okay. and you know, and right. and right. and bring salvation forward for us, and all that. Um, and we got the we have the freedom to choose whether we accept that destination, you know, or reject it, you know? Um, so I, I'm kind of like, I don't know if you would say the middle, like it's not that I reject predestination. Mm -hmm. uh, I just don't believe that it's a total thing, you know, like I don't think it's, it covers everything. And I also, um, I'm like in the middle per se, like I believe in it, but not fully like Calvinists do. And then, um, and then, yeah, I believe we have a free will because I don't believe that people are born just to die. And even here, if I'm reading this correctly, it says here, um, for it says for for he chose us, us group of people, yeah, in him, in him, Jesus, who is the one who was predestined before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in the in his sight. So that is the the destination. You know, right. it's to That's be holy, part. it's to be holy and blameless through Jesus Christ. It's that, it's not me, whether I'm going to, I'm going to go eat an apple tomorrow and Jesus already predestined that for right. me, you know, like, right. like it's, it, it's a goal, you know, it's like he already predestined goals, you know, like, for example, like how I see it, it's like, okay, uh, shoot. Welcome back. Let me, yeah, let me use this one better. I see it like connection church, you know? Yeah. eventually um that's a goal you know it's gonna happen but do we know the people that are gonna ha gonna be there we don't know the people yet like and maybe I'm, I'm you know that's totally wrong too let me just i'm again i'm not i'm not a theologian <laughs> so of like, let of me just let me, okay. just mic, let me pass the mic let me pass the mic bro <laughs> <laughs> i already gave my point easy's like what <laughs> so, <laughs> Let me just say, we had this conversation once already. Yeah. <laughs> His take on it now, completely different from when <laughs> we first had our conversation. It's, it's the same. I just not know it, it. It sounds different. Like, the way you explained it last time, I was like, whoa, this guy is like, I want to be friends with him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, but, um, no, it definitely sounds a lot more... Uh, put together <laughs> than before than before because yeah definitely yeah but I just again I just play devil's advocate with everything do it I love it and <laughs> you said that you know predestination does ex does exist in the sense of Jesus going to the cross uh, plans for us in the future and stuff like that so if predestination exists for big topics like that mm. how can it not exist for us eating an apple tomorrow. Because I don't think God cares about if you eat an apple or a pear. Like, but he does care if you accept his son, you know? It's like there's things that like he just doesn't care about. Like he knows an apple and a pear, they're essentially good. Whichever one you eat, you're still going to have good cholesterol at the end of the day, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, whether I help John out with five bucks or Johnny with ten bucks, like... You know, it's the same thing, you know, like, he doesn't really care, like. Uh, but, but. So then why does God know the number of hairs on our head? Because that's a really small, why would God care about something like exactly. that? 
because he cares about his creation. So, like, I also believe, so, like, let's say, it's not that he doesn't care about, he doesn't care, like, what you eat in a sense as long as you're doing something right with it like does he care if you eat a big mac or an apple yeah he does but does he force you no he doesn't like he wants you to eat the apple because he wants us to be healthy right mm -hmm. um he just cares about his creation right and like and and because he cares about his creation to that level where he knows the hair he he predestined jesus to die on the cross for his creation you know mm -hmm. so it's not that like you're choosing one or the other it's more it's more of like they both go to hand going hand in hand you know yeah, like right that's right, how right. i see it oscar you got something you want to say uh yeah no as far as me like my uh look on it first time talking about it i think second time actually since we've talked about it before but for me um definitely like matt was talking about like the destination for me it definitely the way i see it is jesus you know we all see it that way but we also have free will otherwise the way I said that would be slavery, you know. So right. just like you would with a car, when you're going to a destination, you punch it into a GPS, you know. But you have multiple routes on how to get there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's how I see it. You know, you got something. Keep going. No, you're good. Okay. <laughs> I love that, Oscar. Thank yeah. you. What what you guys were saying was absolutely correct. I mean, because yes, we do have we have choice. God gave us choice in the beginning with Adam and Eve in the garden. Yes. So there's not just a preset path that we don't have any control like we are we're not slaves right i mean oscar's totally right saying that we god gave us choice because that would just make us machines that serve god and he doesn't want that he wants us to choose to worship him and choose to love him but what got me so excited just a second ago was i was reading rereading in ephesians and it says in love he predestined us okay so yes i mean the new testament does kind of start to point that god knows he's god We've talked about this before. God knows everything. He knows what you're going to choose to do, and he knows what the end mm -hmm. is. Revelation talks about the end, like it's already happened, right? Where Satan's going to be defeated, and God's going to reign forever, and new heaven and new earth going to be set up here in Jerusalem, or here on earth. So, but it's the next part that I think is a key to all of this. It says, in love he predestined us for what? For adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. Right? Okay, so what's adoption? You're not biologically part of that family. No. That means you are chosen by somebody else to become part of that family because of, because of love, because of what Jesus did on the cross. Mm -hmm. Adoption to sonship, meaning I'm not just someone that God randomly chose and said, I just, I'm just going to use that person. No, I'm part of that family now. It's a sonship. You are the son of a king, the daughter of a king. Yeah. Through Jesus Christ, and that's through, gra through grace. So all of that is, I think, what Paul is saying to the Ephesians is that, yes, God chose you. Like, he, he predestined us, but he had predestined us, predestined us for adoption, right? To be chosen into the family. Yeah. And it's a choice. All of this comes down to a, a choice. <laughs> well, I mean, you're talking about, like, heaven now being entered into heaven, right? Right. Well, if you think about it from, from the perspective of the Old Testament— who who is God's chosen people? It's only one group. They're twelve tribes. Right, the Israelites. That's it. Gentiles. He didn't choose the he didn't choose out, the Egyptians. Out of out, homie, you ain't coming in. Now, that's where Jesus comes in. Exactly. Right. That predestined stuff. One of the things that I love about it is one of my favorite theologians, John Wesley, says like, yeah, he. 
humanity is set for damnation. They they are because that's just the human nature. Well, because of the, because of the right? choice in the beginning. Exactly. So it's the choice in the beginning. But that's where John Wesley comes in and says, "But there is an option for you to avoid that damnation," right. and that's accepting Jesus Christ. So the way I depict it, <clears throat> and we talked about this, is like this is how I view it with the whole predestination thing. It's like God wrote everything from the beginning, right? Cause he, if he, if he can call, if he can call the light to just be light and just, it becomes light. I am very sure God knows who and who is not going into heaven and hell. Right. But because God loves us and is also kind of, and maybe I'm saying this wrong, but I'm going to say it anyways. In like some sadistic way, God also is like, well, I want to see what they do. And just like watch them play, you know, and like let it, let that happen. But God still puts uh, like, but when I, when I say that, I mean, the best example I have for that is Saul. Because mm. God is like, okay, you're the one. You're going to be the first king. I'm going to make you the guy. You're going to be this. You're going to be that. This is what I have set for you. And then he's like, okay, cool. And Saul goes ahead and messes up every single thing <laughs> from that. Right? Yeah. But then you have a person like David. Well, so so back up real quick, right? Just to explain what you're talking about with Saul. Saul was chosen to be king by yeah, God. By God. Anointed by Samuel, and chosen predestined. by God. Yeah. Destined to be king. And actually, when Saul did so... Actually, <laughs> Saul was chosen by the people, not by God. If I'm being honest. I'm just being real. Mm-hmm. David was chosen yeah, by God. Yeah, right. But still. It's a totally different But thing. God still anointed him and said, that's... Oh, yeah. Right. And then said, okay, because you are now that person, this is what's ahead of you. Right. But you have to follow me. Is what, but Saul doesn't. But he Saul doesn't, doesn't. He doesn't follow him. He messes up so right, he, at, right before yeah. Samuel comes. And then Samuel tells him, you would have had your kingdom set up forever. So hold on, bro. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Matt's getting hold excited. Hold on, bro. This is how. This is. <laughs> hold him back, Oscar. Hold him. So this is how I describe the predestination with everything. Like, in my opinion, I do believe God knows who and who isn't going in. But I think there it's I I I call it the umbrella system. It's not really the umbrella system. That's just what it's I just named your it. Illustration. Just my illustration is like you have a mini umbrella that is our free will, which we can work within. We should draw this and put it on Instagram as a post. <laughs> it's like a little mini umbrella, and it's like this is where I can go ahead and work within and. You know, that's, I can make, I can choose will. to eat the apple or choose the Big Mac. It's your free will. Like, yeah. that's my free will. And then above that umbrella is God's umbrella, which is just massive. And it's like, that's God's will. That's God's knowledge. That's God's plans. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the topics that we have moving forward is, is my plans, you know, God, my plans versus God's plans right. or something like that. Right. Yeah, my will versus God's will, or you know, my plans versus God's will. And it's like, it's crazy because that, in my opinion, now going back to Saul, now that I've ex- illustrated the, the little umbrella of our free will and then the bigger umbrella covering it. God's will. God gave Saul the ability to do, like, be king and have all everything that he can have and stuff like that, all the riches, the people, um, his blessing, his anointing, you know, and... Saul is like, okay, cool. Now God says, all right, that's what you have. These are the decisions you, that you would need to make to get there. Like if I tell you something or if Samuel tells you something, you follow that. 
because you follow me. You don't follow yourself. Right. So that's where the little umbrella of his will, he's making all these decisions and they're mm-hmm. not the ones that God has intended. But, but then it raises the question, well, God already knew what decisions he would make. <laughs> so why? Go for it, Matt. Go, Matt. So yeah, this is this is where we're awesome. where I think me and Izzy get stuck. Um, is because he sees him more of like uh, God cares for the little, and he does care for the little. But um, when it comes to destination, like how I see it is, I feel like sometimes we we see destination like God destination predestination before choice. And to me, how I saw it was, in a sense, there. No, I actually still see choice before destination. And the reason why I say that, because before there was anything, God had a choice to make us or not make us. And when he made us, he de- when as soon as he made us, it was destiny for us to be with him. That was the whole destination. Right, right. That was predestined. But and then we had a choice, Adam and Eve. They had a choice again, you know. And then there was no predestination to hell right there. It was all predestined. It was singly one lane predestined to be with jesus christ so it wasn't like oh god we're already predestined hell too it was humanity one lane with god you know and then in the middle of it ta-da there you see a snake and then there was a choice you know so it's not it's not destination but choice first and then hold up bro hold up bro so and then like what i'm saying it's like so i'm saying like okay they messed up now because of that there's consequences and now there's two lanes and it's not that like God is like, all right, now I'm creating people. Uh, now in this, I'm creating people to go to the salvation. And now I'm creating people to go unsaved. No, it's still now because of that one choice of, of that humanity. Now it's switched. All destined, all creation now is destined to go to hell because of th- those choices that Adam and Eve made. All of them, all of them, all of them. So like it, it just switched. It, it's not divided. It wasn't like now, oh God, it was like, oh, now I'm predestining to send 50% to heaven and 50% to hell. No, now all of it is damned because of it. And because of what Jesus came predestined, he was the predestined one. And like, and, and like he's the one who brought salvation back. He switched it back, you know? And, and not even, he's more like the like he's like he did switch it back, but through him. So like he's like the lane between both of them. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we have two lanes at the beginning there was one lane because of disobedience there's two lanes and now there is jesus the one that brings he's the he's the he's the bridge that that people in this lane that everybody's going to now is crossing over to salvation because of him you know so it's like that's how i see it and envision it in my mind and like that's why like i think everything else doesn't matter whether you eat that apple or not like god don't care he has bigger fish to fry than if you eat an apple or a big mac like essentially yeah to take care of our health is the bigger picture that's the bigger picture. God is more focused on bigger picture things than individual things. Because, because, and then if you could, if you, not, I don't even want to say control, but if you, if you focus on the bigger picture, then everything else will trickle down there. You know what I'm saying? And like, you don't have to like start worrying about like, oh, let me, let me get this one here and let me get this one that. God still does it, but it's like, it's just bigger picture. Bigger picture is Jesus, the predestined one. But my boy got something. He's about to spit some fire. <laughs> So I love how you said, you know, what you talked about in the ending of your statement there, yeah. but I also want to go back to the beginning of it because you said that God's intention for us was to be in one lane with him, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> and then we messed it up. It, our choice came second, right? But why did God give us a choice 
if he intended us to be in the same lane with him. Because if he didn't give us choice, he, we, did not, we were not made in his image. Exactly. Because if God created us in his image, and if God had the choice to create all those things, therefore we had to have choice. Exactly. Because otherwise he would have been contradicting his own character. And, and that's where I, I bring it into, and again, yeah, I'm, not, really I'm not asking you the question, I'm asking everybody. You know, if God does, if God did intend for us to be in the garden with him in that heavenly place consistently, then, then why does God need to be all-knowing? He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. What else is it? All. He's omnipresent. Omnipresent. Omni-something. But like, so, so, if he's, if, so if he's all-knowing, he knew then when he created them that, I mean, God has to know. That like, oh yeah, they're gonna mess up. Yeah, he does know because again, like I, I how I picture it is like that whole new lane, right? Everybody now is destined for doom. Um, the whole thing my issue with predestination is when people are like, Oh yeah, some people are born and doomed to go to hell and like that's it. That's all like that's their death there's I don't believe it's true. Like, yeah, I don't believe that's true yeah, because because again, it's choice and like it how i picture it and i could be very wrong but like how i picture it is like yeah god does know everything but like how god sees everything it's not like oh he's gonna go to hell he's gonna go to heaven it's more like they all deserve hell i already know that yeah. that's it like i ain't breaking my head over it and if they accept jesus along the way that's they go back into the other lane and that's what i'm uh, that's what i was trying to say the last time we had that conversation that everybody is pre sorry oscar i'll let you go after you go. everybody is predestined for hell because of the decision of adam and eve yeah. so because of that that's where god was like all right i'll give you have that choice jesus comes now into the picture you have that choice so this is how i i i imagine it it's like all right some guy named chad Beach. Not Veach. <laughs> now I'm not going to use that. Um, we love you, Pastor. Some guy named Bobby. Houston. Ah! <laughs> Fred. Fred. Hammond. Stop. All right. <laughs> some guy named Daniel. Right? Illioi. <laughs> <laughs> some guy named... Whoever the guy is, whoever the girl is, they're born, right? They're predestined if they're not in a family that's Christian for hell, right? If, if we're thinking from a theological point of view, from a Christian point of view, that if, if, there is an al- if there is an alternate universe, if there is an eternal life at the end, which there is, that they're, that they're destined for hell because they're not um, someone that accepted Jesus Christ into their life, right? But God is going to put every single opportunity in front of that person so that way they have that opportunity to come to God and say, all right, Lord, this was my way. This was my destiny, but I want to change that. That's why we do baptisms, because we go back into the, into the water, and you, when you come back, you're coming up a new person, right? But, and again, going back to Saul, God gave Saul every opportunity to redeem himself, even when he was making mistakes. I mean, even to the point where David had the chance to kill Saul, you don't think God's hand, not only for David's life, but for Saul's life, to say, Saul, this is your last chance. Like, David, I'm giving David the opportunity to kill you. 
now there's two people at free will. And it's like, okay, David now has the opportunity to kill Saul, doesn't kill Saul. Saul still now was given an opportunity by God's grace to be still king and change things around. Well, he didn't do it. Anyways, but this is how I depict it. Like, going to heaven, what you're saying, like, we have that choice now to accept that salvation. And this is how I view it. Like, we were standing in line, right? It's a huge line, like Black Friday lines. And you're standing there waiting to go up into heaven. God's standing there. You're chilling there, laying on a couch with a... On his throne. On his throne. I call it a couch. <laughs> his lazy boy, his love sack. Um... You seen those sofas? Yeah. They're nice. They're huge. Um, and he's sitting there with like his little book, right? He'll probably have an iPad by then. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's probably already had them. <laughs> he had it before. But anyways, he's sitting there with his book and he's checking off on the list, right? And I just picture Jesus on the on the right hand side of God, and then like Oscar stands up, right? Oscar comes up. God's there. He's like, Oscar, this is what you've done. Blank, 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 blank. These are all the sins you've committed, blank, 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 blank. These are all the good things that you've done, blank, blank, blank. He's like, your sin still outweighs your good. You, because of that, need to go to hell. That's when Jesus comes in. He's like, yo, yo, dad, chill. Look at my hands. There's holes in them. Look at my feet. There's holes. He accepted this. He accepted these holes in these hands. And then God's like, all right, cool. VIP access. That's how I view it. Before no, it's because well, because when we had this discussion the other time, I think the biggest like yeah, I get the get all that, and I I agree. Um, I think it's just like the end result of things, like knowing like I think what really messes people up is like how does God already know the end result of that person and creates that person, and it's like they're he's already gonna go to hell, you know? It's like, but that's the thing, like that's the thing, like he is all knowing, but I think. I'm still, I don't know where this is at. I don't even know this is biblical. I don't know. Like, and this is wild, what I'm going to say. But I think it's so, the power of our choice is so powerful that it even changes what God could foresee in our future. Not in everything else, but in our future. For example, everybody's already destined to go to hell. Like if I, if I, have, a, if I have a freaking rotten tomato, I'm going to throw it in the trash. I already foresee it. I'm like, man, that thing is going in my trash can. I know how my trash can looks. And that's not what God is doing. He's not throwing people in. But I'm saying like, I think a relationship, we're the only thing in creation that actually gets to have a relationship with the creator. So it's like crazy to me that we can't change something, not change him, his character, but change our 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 fate in the sense that like the future of our fate he gives us that we we agree on that right he gives us the ability to so that means he gives us the ability to change what he foresees in the future that's all i'm saying like back then oski you were gonna go to hell but like, i could foresee that now that you saved jesus christ it totally changed what i foresaw you know and maybe maybe god sees both he sees the the oscar in hell and he sees the oscar in heaven yeah, but like, it's kind of go off to a different uh, subject. I was gonna talk as far as like you were saying that God gives us those opportunities, you know. Um, as yeah. far as like getting, I was um, still on the subject. Yeah, I could so. work with this. Go. But with me, that for me, I always it it brought me back to a time where I had a conversation with someone back then where 
like there's people out there that they can't see themselves being used by God or being saved, you know, because of their past yeah. or whatever it may be. Yeah. And for this instance, it was a friend of mine that did body modifications. Like they split their tongue. They had piercings. Like it was just a little extreme, you know? And for her, she didn't see herself being able to be um, used by God. I don't know if she had any thoughts as far as like, oh, I can't be saved. I can't be used. But for her, I think, or for everyone, you know, God created us. We all know us the way we are for a reason. And that's what I love because for me, I can't really relate or speak to people that are, that have that same person as she does or have gone through things that she has, you know? Cause I have, I never split my tongue. I can't really relate to anyone that does that. Yeah. So for me, I just, I, that's why I agree that like God gives those opportunities, even though we might be at one extreme because God's going to bring those people, bring those, um, situations those environment places in those environments where we can definitely accept them and go back to like you're saying just having that relationship with him yeah no i get that and i think uh well an issue that i had with that mentality of like yeah god because no it's not an issue because i i understand god does give us opportunities um but sometimes if we if we don't say that correctly, it sounds like God is just giving us opportunities, knowing that we're predestined to go or destined to go to hell just so that he could have a a, 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 a great consciousness. Knowing like, oh, yeah, here you go. I, I, I made opportunities. You didn't take it, but I already knew you were good. Because if we like he gave us choice. So like even even by saying that somebody's destined to go to hell is already saying like and they didn't take your help. That's already saying they're a robot, too. You know what I'm saying? That's why I have so much trouble like believing in that i'm not saying that's what you said or whatever but like i'm just saying with that kind of of uh language and stuff why do you want to fight bro <laughs> go ahead Noah. break up some tension here. <laughs> <laughs> um while you guys were heating yeah uh di- um what's the word while you guys were vigorously discussing <laughs> this stuff. Uh, I have a book called Systematic Theology, and this is one of the topics in this book because it's a, a theological concept. Um, and it goes through and it, it really talks about all of these things about uh, foreknowledge. And um, before I get to that real quick, like, let me give you guys some more Bible for this too, because again, this is in scripture, right? Romans 8, 28 to 30 says, and, if we, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Right, verse twenty-nine. For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those He predestined, He also called; those He called, He also justified; those He justified, He also glorified. Okay. Now, all of that meaning to say, <laughs> what? Right. So, so God, God knew us, but God did not base our, our, our. Uh, what does it say in this book? Okay, it's another word for all of this is election, right? There's an election of people that God has chosen, right? And that election, what my book says is that election is not based on God's foreknowledge of our faith. Like, God chose us not because he knew we were going to have faith, okay? That's one reason. His foreknowledge is of persons, not facts. So kind of like what Matt was saying as he's blowing his nose right now. (laughs) Like, God chooses the person, not the decisions the people make. Yeah. God chooses the people, yes. not the decisions they make. Yes. Right? 
Scripture never speaks of our faith as a reason God chose us. God does not choose us because of our faith. He chose us for a different reason. I'll get to that in a second. Election based on something good in us, or our faith, would be the beginning of salvation by merit, or by good works. So God did not choose us because of our good works. Exactly. Why did God choose us? Or sorry, one more. Predestination based on foreknowledge still does not give people free choice. Right? Because even if God chose us as he foreknew us, we still have no free choice. That's still God controlling every aspect of our lives. Why did God choose us? Why is everything set up? Why did he predestine us and foreknow us? Conclusion. Election is unconditional. Love is unconditional as well. I'm going to read, I'm going to read this real quick. It, se- it seems best for the previous four reasons that I just mentioned to reject the idea that election is based on God's foreknowledge of our faith. We conclude instead that the reason for election is simply God's sovereign choice. He destined us in love to be his sons, Ephesians 1.5. God chose us simply because he decided to bestow his love upon us. It was not because of any foreseen faith or foreseen merit in us. This understanding of election has traditionally been called unconditional election. It is unconditional because it is not conditioned upon anything that God sees in us that makes us worthy of his choosing, of his choosing us, right? So you're right. Like We have no basis for us to say we deserve to be in heaven because we do not. Right? We fell, all, all, the Bible says all have fallen short of the glory of God. Every single person has sin, sin in their lives, but because of what Jesus did on the cross 2,000 years ago, right? For every single person, for every single sin, yeah. right? That we switched places with him. It says that um, he who knew no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. So we switched places, right? So God chose us. Let me go back to Ephesians 1. In love, he predestined us. Right? Because we were focusing before on verse 5. He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. But that first part, why did he do that? Or how did he do that in love? Because God loved us so much. Right? John 3.16. God loved the wor- for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should have eternal life but shall not perish. Right? There's a choice again. What does that imply? Meaning that if we don't choose Jesus, we perish. If we do choose Jesus, we have eternal life. Yeah. All of that to say, I'm going to read this little part at the end. So is there predestination or is there free will? Yes. There's both. There is both. We have free will. Okay, listen. <laughs> if God gave us free will, that means he gave us choice because yep. he could not make us in his likeness if we were not given choice because he chose in the beginning to create everything he created. Mm-hmm. If he gave us choice, that means we decide the actions we take. As we decide the actions, what actions we take, we do one of two things. We either align ourselves to his will that he has already made for us, or we align ourselves with our own way that we have made for us. Right? There's no, Jesus says, I'm the way. There's no, like, this way with kind of my part. No, it's either God's way or no, or no way. Go ahead. But God still uses the choices that we make to turn everything for our good, right? Romans 8, 28. But as we align ourselves with, as we align our decisions with what God has for us and what he wants for us, then we stop making decisions based on our own free will. And we start making what you were saying, Matt. All of what we're saying is right. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's just, it's all the same. It's just condensing it now. Yeah. Um, 
But we, when we all of a sudden align ourselves with God's will, we start making decisions not for our own selfish gain, but for the kingdom's gain. Yes. Okay? Yeah. Like that. What are you going to say? Go ahead. Or Easy was going to say something. Well, I was going to explain it in the, when you, before you got there. Um, <clears throat> but just so that way, you know, someone other than just Matt and I were talking um, for this episode. But I was going to explain it in the way that, like, God, like, exactly what you're saying, but God is like, all right. Here's the path. You have two paths to pick, right? You right. can go down the left. You can go down the right. Now, if you're going down each path, God's going to say, all right, well, the, this path leads to destruction. This path leads to eternal life. Yep. Yep. You pick the path that leads to eternal destruction. Like, if you're just avoiding God for it, even though you know in your heart sometimes you're like, it just feels like I'm being pulled somewhere. That's because God is consistently pulling us to him. So one of the things that, that you're talking about that goes hand in hand with this, all of this, is grace. Right, exactly. And grace, according to John Wesley, is resistible. Doesn't that sound weird? Interesting. Grace is resistible. Because we like, as Christians are like, grace is irresistible. How could you never want enough grace? But you also have to choose but to receive it. But you also have to choose to receive yeah. it because everybody remembers grace is a gift. Yeah. Like, Oscar, you can buy me. Or you and Matt can buy me some Nikes. How much do you, am I going to wear those? Better. Right? I won't like them. <laughs> I'll be like, dang, you guys really just got me Nikes? See, that's what like grace is. But you don't expect it. But you don't ex- Exactly. Oscar does not expect you to pay for it because it's a free gift. Exactly. So grace can be rejected to our own destruction. God is actively. Here's the part where I like to say the two paths. So if I pick the path that is not gonna align me with eternal life god is gonna consistently like draw little lines in the sand that say hey walk down this one or walk down this one walk down this one he's giving giving you you opportunity on ramps to get back and that's where it says like god is actively Mm -hmm. drawing all people to himself but his grace is still resistible right and then it goes into the predestination part saying that this is again wesley's uh, the theologian is saying like predestination therefore is based on God's foreknowledge, not his will, his foreknowledge. That's why I've, when I was talking to Matt about this, I was like, God can know who and who isn't going to hell or, you know, in heaven, but it's a matter of him still giving everybody that fair opportunity and to even the playing field and saying, okay, everyone is all going to go somewhere. It's a matter of what you choose, mm-hmm. you know, go ahead. And to add to this, if you're a new like Christian or something like that, uh, I like that because yeah, it's not the will of God for us to perish. It's there's even a Bible verse is right. that even says, that's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ yep. to die on the yep. cross for us and all that. Um, so it's not like, I don't think God is just like, all right, well now they're all doomed to hell. Let me just keep pumping out creation. You know, it's like, that's like, even though he knows that it's like, creation now like that's the thing when god god is an active god through his creation and stuff but like once he created he let us also as humanity like like take care of our and cultivate our planet and that part of that is multiplying you know and 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 that's what he said he commanded us to do you know multiply and be fruitful and like that's where it's like people might think like oh well God is just creating people to go to hell like no that's not what right. he's doing that's he's not, that's not the purpose that's not the purpose if if he was just cool with that then like he wouldn't have sent Jesus right but because of 
of two fallen people creating two fallen people can't create something good you know what i'm saying and obviously we are created by the hand of god and everything but that's because we're created in the image of god obviously that's what that means yeah. um and a little bit more too but that's another topic another in topic. itself so uh but yeah so with that being said like just know that like you're not like god is not here like yeah all right i'm creating you knowing like stamp going to hell like nah like god created you and he created his creation and he's very active and like yeah like he is giving opportunity to people to seek him and to like find jesus and stuff like that so it's like only because he knows that where our our choices lead us a path. There, our choices have consequences, and he's trying to deliver us from our consequences of what our choices uh, have. And um, yeah, so I'm just trying to clarify a little bit. Maybe you guys could clarify that too for the listener, because um, maybe I'm just not doing well, a good like, job at no, it. No, it says here too. Um, again, in John Wesley's stuff, it's like that is God's corporate predestination uh, predestines all those. No, I'm not, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna pull out Rabbi Go ahead, bro. It says, um, not his will, right? That God is corporately prede- corporately predestines all those who respond in faith to salvation. Um, and by foreknowledge, he knows who will respond. And again, here's the, here's the kicker. His foreknowledge, though, does not cause our response. Right, exactly. That's good. I like that. That's what I. That's what I told you last time. But then I also did the same thing too. So we both kind of were like, just we couldn't. We, we were younger then. Yeah, we were younger, and we were. This was like <laughs> last much dumber, week. and nah. <laughs> <laughs> not nah, like we we were what we were trying to say what like what we were saying, but like in a broader way and not concisely, and we were just like nah. We, yeah. what, you, what, you, what you get is why this is so complicated is because we have no idea and all of this we have no idea yeah, we have no did idea. god choose us yes does he predestined did us he it's like us? what like, he, choose us. he chose everyone Oscar, let me ask you this question so you could kind of wrap it up here what would you say to a listener that's listening to this for the first time for the first time and they're like hey Am I predestined for hell? What does this mean? And like, how do I prevent that? What would you say to that listener? Uh, first of all, don't panic. <laughs> Cause I know for me, as I'm hearing the conversation, it's very heavy. Um, we kind of gave a disclosure at the beginning, but honestly, even in the word it says, like, don't lean on to your own understanding. As we're talking about it, like our finite minds cannot understand like everything that like even God, you know, like we can't understand God and that's a good thing. We don't want to be able to comprehend God. Otherwise that, that would not make him God who say he that, is, you know? Say that again, especially for someone that's like new to like understanding God that like he said, it's a good thing not to what? Yeah, it's, it's a good thing not to know or understand God because at that point you can understand pretty much the amazing God that created everything from a caterpillar to like the universe, you know? So it's, it's actually kind of sad thinking about that. If we could understand God with our mind, that would be crazy to me. So that's good as far as like not understanding who God is, you know, as far as like the, his magnitude. Uh, but with that though, as far as um, today, honestly, just know that God's for you. God's, God's with you every single day and that he has a plan and a future and for help kind of like Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, you know? 
So just hang on to that. And honestly, it's a heavy topic, but don't panic because there is a hope in the future for you. That's right. That's a great way to, to wrap all that up is that there is hope. There is plan. There is a plan. And God wants to adopt you into the sonship. So. Yes. And the way to do that as we wrap up this episode is through uh, confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart that Jesus is Lord and um, that salvation moment, which, you know, you Amen. can, you guys can start right now. If you're scared about like, oh my gosh, am I going to hell? Uh, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And that if you believe in him, you'll be saved and so on and such forth. So, um, <clears throat> well done, guys. That was a... We honestly, we were hesitant about recording this and we were just like, oh, do we want to talk about all this and everything? Cause this is so heavy and stuff. But like, this was a good conversation. I think, I was, a, go ahead. no, I, th I think a lot of people are going to get a lot out of this. I was going to say, I love the way, I love how we started turning at it. Cause like, we just kind of, a, maybe I shouldn't explain it. Cause that's, that's for us. All <laughs> <laughs> no. And I think that's okay. So what, if you guys are in a conversation with somebody and you are just like, I have no idea, just start talking to them. Yeah. Like start talking to that person who has a weird question for you about like what color of or like what type of horse is Jesus coming back on? You're just like, <laughs> I don't know. Like just have a conversation, you know, and just because that's that's what we just did. And that's how things get resolved and understood is that, you know, you get with somebody who someone who maybe knows more than you or you get somebody that has a different opinion opinion. And just that's the whole reason why we do this podcast is for conversational pieces like this to just understand God more and understand the Bible and to go into things like this that are so complicated and then to be able to say, okay, I learned something out of this and I realized that, yeah, like God has a plan for me and he has a purpose for me and I should maybe try to align myself with that more. So, all right, with all of that, we are going to end with that prayer for salvation for anybody who wants to come to Christ for the first time or for anybody who is receiving or coming back to Jesus and rededicating their lives. Um, this is a great opportunity and a moment for you um, to, to, to do that. And we're going to say this prayer. I'm going to lead it. And then everyone else is going to repeat it after me, including you guys. So let's say this together. Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus thank you for this life you gave me. I believe in you. Put my trust in you and choose to follow you. I believe you came, you died and you rose again, just for me. Today is my new beginning in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. You gonna clip the heck out of that thing. Hey, if you guys just made that decision for the first time, we're celebrating with you with our little golf claps there. Uh, no, you guys. There you go. That's how you clap. <laughs> you guys just made the best decision of your life. Um, and if you guys have questions on this subject or if you want to talk more about it or have any confusing thoughts. like, Don't ask us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll do our best to explain. But um, again, <laughs> there is so much involved with this but um, again if you guys did make that decision we want to hear from you as always because we will send you a bible we will get in touch with you pray for you anything we can do um, so send us an email connection.podcast3 at gmail.com or hit us up in those DMs on Instagram again tag us share us comment like whatever you guys do subscribe I love when you guys Tag us on stories. Yeah, then we can repost. That's my favorite. So do that. So, all right, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for the discussion again, guys. Yeah, guys. Way to go. Oh, can't wait. We did. We did great. <laughs> all right. We hope you all have a fantastic week. We love you all. Peace out. Peace out.